0: Today on The Good Word, we're talking about different kinds of knowledge. There's an old fable about being a little too smart for your own good. It goes like this. A cat and a fox meet in a forest where there are also hunters. The hunters and their dogs were surely out for the furs of the animals of the woods, a concerning thing to the cat and the fox. Mr. Fox, asked Ms. Cat suddenly, if the hounds came up now, how would you escape? The fox was known as one of the trickiest and cleverest animals in the area, so he jumped at the chance to flaunt his brains. "'I have a hundred schemes to dodge those foolish dogs. Take your pick. I'm sure I have more tricks than any other animal in the forest. How many do you have, Miss Cat?' "'Oh, only the one,' said the cat as she climbed into a tall tree. "'But it works, and that's what's important. Which one will you use?' How can I use just one of a hundred brilliant plans, left the fox. Then getting suspicious. Why do you ask? Miss Cat leapt further up into the branches, concealing herself from sight. Can't you hear the hounds? The fox, in a panic, couldn't decide between his many tricks as the sound of the hunters and their dogs got louder. He ran yelping through the forest, the hounds just on his heels, still unable to use his knowledge to his advantage. Now, obviously, knowledge and being clever are not bad things. After all, in the Sermon on the Mount, the Lord says to be as wise as serpents. But it's possible to lose perspective on the point of that knowledge. In the first chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul warns that the supposed wisdom of men does not supersede the wisdom of God. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren. How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. During Paul's time, sections of the Jewish and Greek populations had become incredibly well-trained in their own areas of expertise. The Pharisees knew the law of Moses and the Old Testament backwards and forwards, studying their entire lives to become masters in the law. The Greeks were on the cutting edge of the beginnings of what we now call philosophy and science, always pushing the boundaries of thought and the known world. But for all their knowledge, in their respective fields, they often missed what was most important. Like the fox, they had so much knowledge, it blinded them to seeing something simple right in front of them. In order to avoid falling into this same trap, Elder W. Mark Bassett gives this advice on our perspective. Faith and trust in the Lord require us to acknowledge that His wisdom is superior to our own. We must also acknowledge that His plan provides the greatest potential for spiritual development and learning. We were never expected to have a perfect understanding of things during this mortal existence. Instead, we are expected to hope for things which are not seen, which are true. It is possible to know many things in the eyes of the world and still be foolish in the eyes of the Lord. Part of humility is realizing that sometimes, well, all of the time, actually, God simply knows better than us. In order to accomplish God's work, we need the wisdom of God much more than the knowledge of men. And one way to know if we're more influenced by one or the other is easy. After all, knowledge speaks much, But wisdom listens, and that's the good word.